0: Welcome to Better is Better podcast,
1: a show that has conversations we would not typically have on our own to learn how to be a little bit better in every area of life. My name is Jennifer and I'm Ava. This
0: platform is our active effort to acknowledge not only our white privilege, but also our able-bodied and able-minded privilege and to learn how to do better. Today, we will be accompanied by Chad Rashan. Chad has graced the global stages of the Grammys, the BET Awards, the ESPYs Awards, and NBC's The Voice. His work as a choreographer for the popular BET film The New Edition Story distinguishes him as a skilled creative force in the entertainment field. Currently, Chad serves as the assistant choir coordinator and ensemble member for Kanye West's The Samples. Chad works closely with Mr. West and other creative staff to produce the critically acclaimed Sunday Services. While performing with the samples, Chad also styles, sings, and contributes choreography as an assistant choreographer. And this is just grazing the surface. Without further hesitation, Chad Rashawn.
2: Woo! Hey guys, how's it going?
0: Welcome to Better
3: is Better podcast. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We are so honored to
0: have you. So Chad and I met in our grad school program at LMU. Indeed,
2: indeed. indeed.
0: (laughs) Instant best friends. The first person that I really met at
2: LMU. LMU. Yeah. Loyola Marymount University.
0: (laughs) So we're in this program for teaching That is basically Teach for America, but the Catholic school version. And they had a couple different options. So they offered certain master's degrees that you can pursue. And I know those are, they're way different now than when we were in the program. But at that time, I think it was like secondary ed, reading, special ed, um, and like an elementary elementary master's. Yeah. I chose the reading path. Chad did not choose any of those paths. Any of
2: them, you guys. Not
0: one.
3: (laughs) Make your own
2: path. Literally
0: made his own path and was in this program. So speak on that, Chad. How did you even get in by saying, I'm not taking your end goal?
2: Well, first, I was already teaching um, as a Catholic school teacher at Transfiguration Catholic School. And I was the performing arts Director there. So teaching dance and assisting okay. with the music program and uh, over the drama team and things of that nature. So when I was spoken, when I was, when it was brought up on my attention by my, by my boss, it was like, Hey, Chad, like, I think you should try, like, you know, go to grad school, you know, get a master's, you know, enhance your financial situation. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, great. Yeah. And it's like, they'll pay for it. They'll pay for, like, I guess, like, at the time it was like they'll pay for all of it for the most part. And I was like, Great. Why not? Yeah. got into the program and I stressed my interest um, of being an artist and being a student who a person who wanted to study in the performing arts realm of education and the director was like well we don't have that mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like okay cool so what- and you were already accepted at i was this already point. accepted at this point oh, okay so i was like i was like, well what do i do because clearly i'm not going to go to school and get a secondary uh, you know credential or things right. of that nature because i was like that's not my career choice and that's not my path like teaching was never part of the plan mm-hmm. for me and so um what i decided to do was i said well you know what if you allow me to stay up out of I would take on the courses, but I would create my own curriculum. Mm -hmm. I will. I would go back since LME was my alma mater for undergrad, so I was like, I know the people in the undergrad program for us, the dance department, that I can kind of like use as a mentor to kind of like guide me in the right direction because we didn't have any. I didn't have any direction at this Mm -hmm. at this point, and it wasn't place course fault. It was just the idea of me trying to, you know, give something that I had to offer and bring to the program that had never been done before so i like to say i was the first (laughs) Um,
0: why do you think she said yes
2: i think she saw how ambition i was um throughout the whole interview process and to, to also understand that like i think in the interview i was like i'm not taking no for an answer yeah I, I literally spoke with her and I was like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And she was like, well, do you see yourself teaching in five years? I said, I see myself being an artist in five years. And I said, but at the same time, a lot of teachers who teach sometimes are not oftentimes, um, a representation of what they're teaching in their, in mm-hmm. their, on their, um, careers and their pathways. So I said, me as an artist who have, who have done these things that, that Jen is not named and done other things of that nature too. And like I am a testimony experience of that. Hey, I can teach as well as get back to my community and say, right. listen, this is what I'm doing as an artist. I mean, they're not knocking any other teachers. Like math teachers are like, okay, well, I went to school and now I teach math and learn this math i'm like mm-hmm. no i actually went to school for performing arts i've studied in the field right this is what i've learned so for me it was an it was a it was a, like a plus a plus factor to the program i believe you know to have that that performing arts aspect with it as well
3: absolutely that's such a big like it creates this diversity and mm-hmm. multi-dimensional aspect and that was it. definitely something that the program was
2: lacking too Right. Yeah, for sure. And I was very adamant about like, no, we need this. No, we need that. No, I think we, I think we can help with this. And and by me teaching and and Jim was teaching beforehand too. Right, you were you were already teaching before you became to the program yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it was. Teachers like that who were already teachers in the, before the program were able to give back and give something to these teachers who were like, hey, I want to get my master's degree in right. place core and I've never taught a class before in my life. Mm. <laughs> Which was the majority of the people in this program. So it's never like, taught wow. a day in yeah. their lives. It was probably like three of us. I like, maybe I'll be nice. I'll say five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that had a background.
2: It? <laughs> that had a background in education for sure.
0: So this whole time... You're teaching, you're pursuing a master's and what you want to do. You're doing your music career in the background the uh, entire time.
2: In the background the entire time. I, I'm like, I did my first performance of, um, on my showcase I, I filmed a music video I released a single and I'm like hey guys like I just released my single and my music video I have a whole premiere party you guys should come out and check it out And like we have we have exams <laughs> like I know like <laughs> let's do our let's study first so we can actually go ahead and take our take our exams and then we can come out later on that night and then celebrate at my show you know I was right. always I felt like one of the people in the program that was like, hey, I have a lot going on in the industry mm-hmm. or going on in my personal life that I want you guys to be a part of. Yeah. You know, I I connected with a lot of people because I'm, I'm a friendly person, but my way of bringing people together was through my music or through my my performance. I love that. Yeah. So I know how difficult it is to be an artist,
3: just how much time it requires and how difficult it is to be a student. So how did you take all of that on and if, like, how were you judged in, in doing that? You know what um, I mean? Simultaneously, those tracks from both sides. It took a lot your of prayer. And your it
2: took a lot of personal time and prayer to like really just. Get it going. I think what helped me was that I was already teaching. So mm-hmm. teaching wasn't new for me. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. doing like curriculums and things of that nature. So I'm like, I've been teaching for the past two years now. So I'm like, at this point, like, this is nothing. I now have to just be a student and I have to be an artist on top of that. So by doing that, I just make sure that I, I got some backlash. I got a lot of backlash actually. Because I think I you're being
0: very generous.
2: I am. There,
0: There are... <laughs> There was a
2: lot of backlash it was okay there was a red tape off there was a lot of backlash (laughs) (laughs) so they were like why are you even in this program like you should not even do this like how dare you like try to like because we weren't supposed to have anything
0: else like any other side gig because i was babysitting on the side and that was
2: that was a no no it was like you can't do these things so and I'm a person, if it's not breaking the law and you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to show you that I can do it. Right. <laughs> and especially if I know that I'm doing something, doing something for the greater good for myself mm-hmm. and also for people that I love and care about. So at that time, it was like, you cannot have your own place. You cannot do all these things. But I've been living in Los Angeles now for like 14 years dealing with grad school, up on grad school. So I'm like, Hey, I have my own place. I'm going to rent it out. I was like, well, you can't live there. That's fine, but I'm going to rent my place out so I can have something to go back to once these two years are up. Right.
0: For the people that don't know what this program is that we're talking about, we had to live in converted convents.
2: Sister X, guys and girls. (laughs) Sister X. Sister Mary Clarence.
0: (laughs) Actual convents. There were no nuns.
2: No nuns.
0: Contrary to belief. Many beliefs. Uh... There were about twelve in a house. We Chad and I were not in the same house.
2: Unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> um, they knew better. <laughs> would have been a whole mm-hmm. other story. Mm-hmm. But so that's what he's referring to when he's saying like, "But I had my other
2: place,", place. and they're
0: like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, no."
2: yeah so and which
0: i understand because part of the deal was
2: community part of the deal was community and that was also a stretch too because a lot of people were so adamant about being teachers like this is what i this has been my dreams my passion my mom is the principal my dad is the principal. This and, that. and i'm like well that's cute <laughs> <laughs> like this is not what i want to do like i've been teaching because i'm like i gotta pay literally i was like i Took on a teaching position because I wanted to continue my career in the, in the industry and also in dance. And yeah. so one way for me to do dance was teach. And from doing that, I was like, Hey, I'm still being active. I'm still being relevant yes. in the industry. I'm giving back to the community. And I knew I was like, okay, I need to work in a field that I actually got my degree in. And before mm-hmm. then, I was at Enterprise Car Rentals. I was selling cars and wow. dancing on the dancing on the on the parking lot. You know, selling, <laughs> selling cars. Hey, you want a Honda? Or you want? A, or do you want? A, do, you want a, do you want like an economy car? <laughs> like what? I'm like, this is not my and, and I, I had a I actually had a I actually had a customer said, "Why are you here?" I was like. <laughs> Pay bills. (laughs) So when the teaching opportunity came about, I was like, great. And then this opportunity came about for grad school. I was like, why not? My mom has been like hounding me, like you need to get your master's degree. I'm like, I'm an artist. I don't need any degrees, technically. But but then again, it was helpful to have that degree because it also opened so many other doors for me to walk into it. Um, you know, pursue my career.
3: Real quick, I want to talk about that because I'm a dancer and I have that background of like. I don't need these credentials. These don't serve me. This could be a waste of time. Right. Speak a little bit to those doors that it opened for you. Because I think that that's a really important point that like a lot of artists, you know, you can make your make a path without it. But I'm curious to see specifically what that brought for
2: you. So like an understanding that I have a lot of friends who just went on to the stage from high school mm-hmm. and that's all they have, just the stage. So not during this time now, like... There's nothing else that they can actually like do. They have to go back and play catch up or something of that nature. So for me, it's like I can go into a classroom and say, hey, I also have experience, but I also have this sheet of paper Mm-hmm. That's called a, that's called a degree. I have two degrees with that. And I'm a performing arts director. You know, I, I'm a dancer. I'm a singer. I'm an artist, but I also have a degree that I can say, Hey, I know the business world, mm-hmm. um, when it pertains to the, um, education background. And I also know the business world when it came, pertains to just the playing artistry. And so it just opened doors. Like I can be a professor, mm-hmm. um, easily yes. or I can work in, I can create my own program academic program of performing arts there's so many different other avenues that i can get into because of my degree and at one point i was like uh oh, of course i was going to get my bachelor's but i was like i don't need my master's my mom pushed right. me and then right. my boss was right. like no get your bash get your master's and it helped her out financially too because playscore was actually funding us for um our um salary so that was yes. that's another thing so if you want to do playscore it's, it's, there's a lot of pros, for sure. Yeah.
0: There, there are a lot of pros. That, I mean, at the end of two years, it's a debt-free master's if you do it right. Do it right. <laughs> if you follow the rules, if you squirrel the money away, like... They tell you in the specific plan. <laughs> I was successful at that, you I will tell you. Yes. Both Chad and I, well, that's a whole other That's, su- a, that's whole, a whole other that's podcast. That's a whole other podcast. You should have seen us. We both oh my gosh, we thought we could open up this like magical credit card.
2: And I was like, well, this would help us out. Like
0: <laughs> We thought that we oh I that's a whole other podcast of what we thought our finances were. We had to learn really
2: quick. Really quickly. But it also helped us to, to maneuver as adults once we yes. got out of the program. Mm. And, and uh, you know, it helped us to actually, like, work with our students and say, hey, you know, no one really talks about finances um, in grade school, Mm-hmm. You just, you just learn your math. you learn how to count the money and you know how to spend the money and that's it. So no one talks about, okay, managing the, of your your accounts or how to save. You know, I think a lot of students, you know, who teachers who work with students who are in high school, they have students who actually are working at, you know, fast food restaurants or, you know, doing waiter positions and things like that. And now at this day and age, a child that is well, a teenager that is of any age can have a job just like that. Yeah. Um, and so it's like how to manage your money, and how not to be ignorant with your finances. You know, yeah. I think our generation, we didn't really have that. So now because we know what's going on, it is our duty to actually like, you know, pour that into our communities and put it into our students. So it's like, hey, you know, but this is what you do when you make, you know, let's say $50, you know what I'm saying, of allowance, or X, Y, and Z. And how you need to save that, how you can stretch that and make that work for you. Yeah, yeah
3: that's a good point.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by The Work by Ava. The Work by Ava is an online platform for all things yoga, movement, and meditation. The Work offers pre-recorded classes and content, live classes via Zoom, journal prompts, and more. Check it out at theworkbyava.com, which is www.theworkbyava.com, and use code BIB5. B-I-B, all capital letters, 5, for $5 off your first month. While you're at it, the work by Ava's Instagram handle is at Ava Moreno. A-V-A-M-O-R-E-N-O.
0: Yeah, and so going off of you talking about how you're going from, you know, what we learned as kids with money I want to kind of transition into how did you make that transition over to LA? Because you're from the South.
2: I'm from, yeah, I'm from South Carolina. So, you,
0: I mean, it was, it was I, a culture I had shock. my culture shock with go, coming from Cleveland. So, it I can't is, even imagine for you. It was
2: a culture shock. I moved to Los Angeles right out, the, right out of high school, right up on graduation. I think I graduated May 22nd. My birthday was May twenty-third. I just turned eighteen. By May twenty-fifth I was already here. And I went to school for fashion. So I'm like country as they come. Like not not like thank God I'm from the South. I love being from the South. Like I, I no shake, LA. <laughs> but I was <just>, like, <laughs> I just, I love being from the South because I was actually able to bring home my morals and values that mm-hmm. I, that, that were embedded in me, um, when I moved here. Um, uh, there were some challenges, of course, like, you know, culture shocks in the industry, you know, doing industry stuff back in South Carolina or back on the, on the, um, East Coast was, is very different from doing it out here. You know, it was, I came. Yeah. Into, what did that look like? I, I think for me, I was. It wasn't always in your face. For and for me, when I did a show, or I did a gig. Oh hey, yeah, yeah. You know, nice. You're doing this gig. You know, they they catered to me and they showed me the way. So that by the time I came to L. A., it was like, do this. You got to do this. You got to do that. And If you don't do this, you're out. So for me, it it. I, I was able to learn how to be professional and how to be charismatic and how to be, you know, humble and how to be, you know, respectful on set or, you know, how to be make sure that yeah. I was showing up on time. Because you people come to L.A. and they're like, oh, I'm L.A. I get to, I'm going to show when I show because I'm I'm L.A. now. And it's like, no, you need you need to remain humble, or remain respectful. Do you see that often? Oh, all the time. That's wild. Some people are entitled because of their talent.
0: Mm.
3: and some
2: people are entitled because they think that i'm the best person in the room
3: talent comes in dime a dozen but at the end of the day very true you need to have hard work you need to show up you need to be on time you need to be responsible on top of the exactly amazing talent
2: and what i learned out here is that it's based upon who you know right yes. i can be in a room with a bunch of dancers like be in a room with a bunch of singers and then i'm like oh my gosh but do you really sing or do you really dance? Like, no, my friend got me here. I, I have a, I can, I can sing a note or mm-hmm. I know how to, I know, I don't know the terms of dance, but I know how to catch on choreography fast. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well I know the terms and I would to school Doesn't that infuriate you? It does. It does. But at the end of the day, I've had to realize that it is all about connections. And sometimes those connections work for the best for others. And then sometimes when you are just talented, you know, and you have to make sure that and you have you have that gift that you know that you have the um, credentials to it and that you're qualified for that yeah. position. You have to let that you have to let that work for you. Mm-hmm. Totally. You have to, And if it doesn't work for you, you know that, OK, when one door closes, there's another door that's going to open. Yes. And so I've had to take a lot of no's um, in the industry because I didn't know the name, the, the name choreographer. I didn't know the name artist. I wasn't I'm not in the in crowd. I had to create some of my own platforms. So when I did my showcase back in 2016 for my sailing video, it was like yeah. my first time doing something for myself. But people were like, oh my gosh, how did you get this? And how did you make this? I made it happen for myself. And so the, even like to this day, I still have to remind myself that if someone doesn't call you for the stage, if someone doesn't call you for the gig, create your own platform. Mm.
3: Yeah. I love that. I love that.
2: You have to create your own platform because no one, no one knows your craft more than you. Yeah. No one knows your gift better than you do. Like, there's so many things that my friends who sing, who I sing with, they don't know all the range or all the different styles of music that I, that I like to endure or that, that I like to, um, partake in. They may know gospel, they may know R&B, they may know, you know, a little bit of background, but they don't know to, to capacity what all that I can do. Even right. as a dancer, so when you have that, you're just like, okay, well, let me create my own situation so that people can see what I what I have to offer, and who knows, it may lead to something else. It may it may lead to a full time position, or it may lead right. to working with Kanye, you know, or do right. the, you know, I'm um, singing in Sunday service or something of that nature. So it's it's just ways that you have to make sure that you align yourself up with your craft. And one thing that I always remember and remind myself is that your guilt will make room for you.
0: Mm. When, with you creating that showcase kind of to be a platform for yourself, using that, how did you get your foot in the door?
2: I got my foot in the door just being very ambitious, like being very ambitious and um. Just being nice to people. When I was on set, it wasn't like, okay, oh, hey, how are you? Uh, <laughs> I know you're a celebrity, but I, I cannot I get a picture. It was like, no, I, it was more so like, hi, how's it going? Like, oh, thank you so much for having me a part of your, um, your project. You know, you look, like, yeah. come on. I like this outfit. It's just making people, celebrities and people in the industry feel like, hey, you're a regular person because they are. Right. They're regular people totally. who just have titles yeah and these titles can be stripped away right now we're doing COVID 19 <laughs> like <laughs> people everyone is in the same situation <laughs> like yeah. no one is exempt right. so i was just there's been moments where i've been on set with people in the industry and it's just like hey how you doing oh i like your shoes oh thank you you know and it wasn't like oh my gosh i'm a fan it's like yeah no this is I." Right. like you got you got a book in your nose get that out you know it's <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, oh, thank you so much. No one would have told me, like, you're right. Yeah, they look horrible. Get it out. you look a mess. Get that out your nose. I think that is (laughs) what
0: is so special about you, too, is that there's no difference in how you interact with people. You You know, love people. Whether it's a commoner like myself. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Or, I mean, (laughs) I've seen you with, you know, the biggest names in the business and you're consistent through and through. She's trying to make me cry. She knows I'm a crybaby. <laughs> me too. Very
2: emotional.
3: That, <laughs> that, that, that goes a long way. You know, that goes a really long way in mm. the end is like how you treat people. People yeah. remember, you know what I mean? How you treated them. Anybody. Exactly. Everybody.
2: I guess that's how I, been, I was always raised that way. And yeah. I think people who I am connected to. Uh, my friend like to say, my tribe, his tribe. So when you say things of that nature, you you connect with people who are like minded individuals, mm-hmm. and those people who are not like minded, you love them still from afar. You may you you just you show them grace and you show them how mm-hmm. to, you know, hey, let me let me be a testimony experience of how I do my thing, and maybe you can take notes and you know utilize that for yourself and an example. Live, you know lead no. by example. That's yes. exactly true. I can't tell you to be nice to people when I'm over here being mean on set.
0: Yes, Amen, man.
2: Even to my students, like when I was when I was yeah. teaching, I was like, I can't be upset with you guys for not doing your part, and I haven't done my part. Right.
0: Yeah. That was something that I used to think about all the time when we were living in the convent. Yes. Because I'm like, okay, so you yell at your students all day long for bullying each other, and then you come home.
2: And, and bully your roommates. Bully your roommates.
0: And that was just such like a mind blowing
2: thought to me. And the idea of a place core was like, oh, we're teaching um in the communities to like uplift the community so it's like and then the community home starts home. Starts, the, your community starts with your house. Like yeah. it starts with your house and you, yes. you bring that energy to your school. And there were times where, you know, we've all had bad days. Teachers and people in, in general have, have always had bad days and they'll, they'll go to their respectful local, um, occupations and like, I'm upset, you know, and just take it out. And there were times where I've had to apologize to my classmates, my of students. Of course. My students and my housemates. I'm like, I'm upset right now. My music's not doing what I wanted to do. I don't feel like I'm not where I need to be as an artist. Oh, my teaching, something's happening here Mm -hmm. at the school, or something's happening at home. But But you recognize
0: it. But I had to. I recognize it, and
2: I made sure that I was. And I hate it, guys. One thing I hate apologizing. I hate it. I hate it. So for me, (laughs) I'm laughing
0: because I know it's it's
2: so true. Because I'm like, I know I thought about this thing like five times and i know what i'm doing is right and then it's like no you Mm -hmm. messed up so yeah then those moments that's when i had to like really like man up and be and go grow into adulthood and say you know what let me apologize for x y z i apologize to my students i apologize to my housemates for you know maybe not waking up on the right side of the bed or things of that nature but um it's all about recognizing your wrongs and changing and doing something about it that's amazing,
3: on that note, yeah, how can the music industry do better right now,
0: especially with the political climate we're in?
2: with the political climate we're in, I believe that spreading more awareness, so many artists and people who have mainstream names and even those who not who don't have mainstream names, we all have a voice. Yes. we all have a way to to show. To show the fact that, hey, you know what? We are here. We're here for love. We're here because we, we want to spread that love around and not show hatred. So whether it's, you know, you writing a song about music or you doing a dance about, um, about, um, what's going on in the political world Mm -hmm. right now. Um, whether it's like, Hey, I'm an artist. So let me do some painting. Um, there's so many different things. Social media, social media is our outlet. Mm-hmm. And so, by using social media as an outlet, we we can reach so many people. So many people say, "I don't have a voice." I don't know. No, you have you have five followers, or you have like ten or twelve thousand, or over like a million a million okay a followers. Like you can actually reach those people, you know, and share that information. So I believe right now, as artists and people in the industry, we need to utilize those gifts. Our gifts bring healing to people. So singing brings healing to people, dancing brings healing to people, art brings healing to people. No matter matter whatever type of gift that you have, whether it's just, you know, public speaking, this podcast, things of this nature, everything that we speak about and that we do brings healing to people. We just have to make sure that when we say these things that we're coming from the right place, Mm -hmm. in a pure place. In a place that is going to actually help people to listen, learn, and maybe go out into the community and tell their friends or their children or their, you know, their um, colleagues are like, hey, this is what I heard. Or, look, look at what I saw. Look at what I checked out. And, you know, and, you know, and just in that way, that's that's the thing that we need to do. We need to bring awareness.
0: So I hear you with everything on the individual basis and like how that grows do you feel like there's more that like these big industries could be doing like record labels and movie companies? Where do you see something tangible that needs to be done to create some kind of change? Like one simple way that they can be doing better.
2: And there's a there's a there's a, a saying that people will say doing throughout these protests and things of that nature is called pull up. And so it's like, I believe that people who are with these record labels, they need to pull up to some of these situations, to like the police, um, stations and to like, you know, the, um, the courthouses and things of that nature like that. And they need to say, Hey, well, you know, you guys don't fix this. We're not going to, we're not going to entertain you. Mm. We're not going to entertain, entertain your satisfaction of the music and the things that you, that you want. But you're also doing things to hurt us. You're also doing things to hurt people that we love and care about. You're also doing things to hurt people in the world. Like we we soothe the world with our music or we soothe the world with our art. But here you guys are taking people away or things are happening because of the fact that, you know, no one is making those connections. Yeah. So it's like it's I believe that it, and it comes in the industry a lot of us sometimes get afraid because we don't want to lose our fans or we don't want to lose our followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to take that leap of faith. You have to take yeah. that that step and say, you know what? I this is what I stand in, and this is what I believe in, and. For those that believe in what I believe in, they're going to stand with me. Right, right? exactly. And those that don't, won't. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather have 10 followers of, right. of people that believe in, believe in myself versus me having a fake page mm-hmm. yes. of followers who just want to see me do what they want me to do and not yeah. what I what I desire to do.
0: I think it's almost worse to say nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's worse than Like say these nothing. people
0: that don't want to rock the boat, they want to keep their
2: fans. They want to keep it, no. keep my people, fans.
0: A lot of people are going
3: to be upset by that in yeah. itself. That they're going to lose people, no exactly. matter what. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose people regardless. Right? So it's like, why not? And be whether people. those people
2: are for you, they're for you. And if they're not for you, okay, right. I'm like, We exactly. <laughs> <it's like>, can <laughs> go. Exactly.
0: I'm right there with you. So, Chad Rashawn, Mm-hmm. 2020, 2020. One thing that we can do as listeners to make a shift in your world.
2: Hmm. One thing that you guys can do to make a shift in our world is to be, be vulnerable, but be vulnerable with your voice. Be vulnerable with your voice and allow yourself to really move with your heart. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Thank so you much, so Chad. much, Chad. We really appreciate it. Thank you, you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you?
2: You guys can find me on Instagram. <laughs> What's your handle? Spell <laughs> it out. Instagram. It is I-am- I am I A-M-C-H-A-D-R-A-S-H-U-N. I am Chat Rashawn. So yeah, follow me on Chat Rashawn. I am Chat Rashawn and I follow people back. I promise you, I'm not. I'm not that bougie. Following. You need to up your Yeah, I need to up my following game. <laughs> but yeah, so follow me, guys, and love you. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Thank you.